Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of the Believe in Minnesota Football Podcast, hosted by me, Tony Liebert. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Tony Liebert and TikTok and Instagram at Tony underscore Liebert. That's L-I-E-B-E-R-T. For today's episode, the Minnesota Gophers are on the road for the first time this season as they are traveling to Chapel Hill, North Carolina for a highly anticipated duel with the number 20 ranked North Carolina um, Tar Heels and highly touted QB Drake May. I will break everything down for you on this episode and I will believe what I believe will be the keys of this game and what I think will determine if the Gophers can start 3-0 and or if they will fall to 2-1. and All right, so right into it. Um, this game is being broadcasted on ESPN. Um, I think it will be kind of the premier 2.30 p.m. game. And you could really argue that this is the premier game of the week. Um, kind of underrated, but I mean... College game day is going to Colorado, Colorado State, which is crazy in its own right. If you said that that's where they're going to go, we uh, go before the season. But um, we all know that Dion's the star of college football so far this season. So that kind of makes sense. But pure game-wise um, and, I guess, stakes, you could argue this is the game of the week. But it's just interesting. So the Gophers opened as 7.5-point underdogs in this game. Over under 48 and a half points. The uh, Gophers have kind of shifted down to six and a half point underdogs in this game. And ultimately, I think that's a pretty fair line. Um, I'd give the Gophers essentially uh, implied probability to win about 28%-ish. I could get the exact number for you, but that's probably about where it sits. And I, I think that's pretty fair, to be honest, in this game. And we'll get into why. But um, North Carolina enters this game with a 2-0 record. Um, They open the season with one of the more impressive wins of uh, the young college season so far when they took down their um, rival South Carolina on a neutral field, 31-17. Their defense, which was a huge question mark heading into this year, looked pretty good in that game. And then last week, they were tested by their in-state rival, Appalachian State, at home. Uh, they got taken to double overtime, 40-34, to 34, a game that they could have easily lost, a game that was tremendous last season. They played during the uh, Gophers game this year, so I didn't guess, uh, I I didn't get to see much of that game, but um, it certainly pushed them to the wire, and it was a good test. So um, we all know North Carolina's head they are led by head coach Mac Brown, um, one of the more storied coaches in the sport of college football, to be honest. But um, the last few years, they've been really good. Um, this is now his fifth year since returning to the school after his um, tenure a few years ago, 15th overall. Um, the Tar Heels are coming off a 9-5 and season last year where they uh, lost in the ACC championship game to Clemson and then lost in a thrilling San Diego Credit Union Bowl uh, matchup against Oregon. Um, they were a really good team last year. They started strong 3-0. Then they lost to Notre Dame at home. Um, and then they got two more wins. So they were sitting at 5-1 and one at one point. 
And then they reeled off three more. They were eight and one. And then they had Wake Forest win. And then they lost to Georgia Tech, lost to North Carolina State. So at one point they were eight and one. And then they ended the year. No, they were nine and one. And then they ended the year with four straight losses. So interesting year for them last year. We all know that was kind of Drake May's breakout year. Everyone's heard of Drake May. If you're a fan of college football, even in the slightest, one of the biggest stars in the sport, almost a guaranteed first rounder next year, looking more and more that he's almost the guaranteed number two overall pick. Uh, it's a little presumptuous at, to say that in September, but um, I'd be pretty confident that this is going to be Caleb Williams, Drake May 1-2. I think they are the two best quarterbacks in the sport of college football. There's a lot of guys behind them, but supreme talents. Um, I think anyone who knows him knows that, so I don't really have to talk much more about that. Um, but yeah, some players to watch on this team after Drake may they're running back Amarian Hampton, who has been one of the best running backs in the country so far this year, which is interesting because may led the team in rushing last year. So the running game was a question heading into this year. And last week against app state, uh, Amarian Hampton did lead the team with, um, let's see how many yards he had in that game real quick. He had 234 yards, and that was the only player that had more rushing yards than Darius Taylor last week. So that's an interesting thing heading into this game, that they had the two leading rushers in the country from last week going head-to-head in this one. Um, And then after that on the defense, there's Cedric Gray, who leads the team in tackles, inside linebacker. Uh, Kamon Rucker, who is kind of their 3-4 outside linebacker, defensive end, edge rusher. Um, very very talented pass rusher, a guy who can get after the quarterback. And then we'll get into it a little more, but the wide receiver room is a question on this team. Kobe Pesor has kind of grown into maybe the number one option on this passing attack. But there, there's a lot of options, and I don't know if any of them are that great. So that is one thing why I think the Gophers will have a chance in this matchup, but I guess getting right more into it, um... One of the biggest season storylines this year, really in the sport of college football, has been uh, North Carolina's expected number one receiver, Devontae Tez Walker, um, who was a transfer from Kent State, was um, expected to be their number one receiver, like I said, this year. And he has been ruled ineligible by the NCAA. It was his second time transferring. But it's a really unique situation because... He was originally at North Carolina Central and didn't even play um, at that school. I believe he redshirted his first year, and then the second year, the season got canceled due to COVID. And then after COVID, he transferred to Kent State, where he played for two years. And last year at Kent State, he had 58 catches for 921 yards and 11 touchdowns. He's one of the best group of five wide receivers in the country last year. And then at the time of his transfer, there were certain NCAA rules that said you could go to North Carolina, especially after his head coach, Sean Lewis, left to be the offensive coordinator at Colorado. So at the time, there was a rule where if your coach left, you virtually were expected to be ruled immediately eligible. Since then, the rules have changed. I am not keen to exactly what the rule is, but all I know is it has to get reviewed now by the NCAA. As before, it was kind of a formality that you would be eligible. So, long story short, he's not playing this game. He's not playing the whole year. So, 
he was expected to be North Carolina's number one receiver after um, Josh Downs went to the NFL, got drafted by the Indianapolis Colts. So he was expected to be the guy catching balls from Drake May this year. And North Carolina doesn't have him. I think that's a major storyline. They have started the year 2-0, but it's it's certainly not been without its bumps because, like I said, that App State game was right there for the Mountaineers. So um, fast forward to now, obviously North Carolina's got a few uh, unproven options at the wide receiver position. So that's an interesting aspect heading into this game. Um, Drake Mays look good, but they have less than 500 passing yards, which is more than the Gophers. So... I shouldn't be talking. Gophers fans shouldn't be talking, I guess, but it hasn't been the Drake made that it was last year. He had over 500 yards against App State. So um, young wide receivers like Kobe Pesor, who I mentioned, who is a sophomore, and J.J. Jones, who is a um, junior, both have over 100-plus receiving yards this season, but I, I don't think either one of them is kind of a true wide receiver one. Um... On paper, I think I'd give the Gophers wide receiver core the edge if you match both of them up. So that's an interesting aspect in this game. We talked before, they obviously, the wide receivers aren't playing against each other. It's the DBs versus the wide receivers. And I would give the Gophers DBs the advantage too. So very interesting thing heading into this game. Another big story in the offseason for North Carolina was that most Gophers fans know this, and most college football fans know this. Their offensive coordinator, Phil Longo, who's one of the oddest names in the assistant coaching ranks, left Chapel Hill to take the same position at Wisconsin under new head coach Luke Fickle. Um, Longo was with Mac Brown for the four seasons before this at UNC. Um, the Tar Heels in that time frame were... Um, they had 10,074 total rushing yards, which is first in the ACC. They had 197.5 per game. So that's a pretty good number, probably less than the Gophers in that span. But um, And then they were second in the conference with 102 rushing scores. So they were, they were when you have Drake May and Sam Howell being one of the best rush, passing attacks, they also had a very good running attack with Javante Williams, Michael Carter. They've had a lot of good running backs. But... Overall, they've been a very good offense, and they had a very good offensive coordinator that helped develop Howell and Drake May into some of the best quarterbacks in the sport. So Longo is now gone. Mac Brown goes out and brings in veteran offensive coordinator, veteran play caller Chip Lindsey. Um, Lindsey held the same position at UCF under um, Gus Malzahn, who is the head coach there last year, and the Knights scored 31.9 points per game, and they were the 30, that's 38th best in the country last season. So uh, Lindsey kind of had a relationship with Malzahn because he was the OC at Auburn a little bit before he took a, uh, the head coaching job at Troy. But not to get into that and confuse you, essentially Lindsey runs a slightly different system than Phil Longo, although I did say uh, North Carolina has had success running the football. Lindsay is a more, um, I guess, I guess older style. As I said, a older, more like early 2010 style um, college offense where it's more about establishing the run and then the pass comes along with it. Longo kind of has that, that altered like air raid type offense where there's certainly a passing team first. Historically, Lindsay is more of a, a run first play caller. So 
it's an interesting change, especially when you have a quarterback back like Drake May. And um, I mean, they scored 31 and 40 points in the first two games, which are higher marks than the Gophers had in both of their first two games. Almost uh, Gophers had less than 40 in their two games combined. So that that's an interesting thing, obviously, but different offense. So those are the major talking points of this team. They were one of the uh, most poor defenses in the country last year, allowing the 102nd fewest points per game at 30.8. So that's probably like the 30th worst. Um, And after an offseason where Drake May, there were some Drake May transfer rumors to Alabama, a place that he originally committed. Uh, those were shut down pretty quickly, but there, the rumors were there. So uh, Phil Longo departs, Drake May comes back, Josh Downs departs. So there's a little bit changed on this North Carolina team. Um, Well, getting a talent like Drake May back raised the floor pretty high for what North Carolina can be because you're going to be in every game if you got Drake May at quarterback, plain and simple. So, um, but that defense was just not very good last year, and it took them out of a lot of those games, especially late in the year when they allowed 30 points to NC State, 21 points to Georgia Tech, 39 to Clemson, 28 to Oregon. Fine marks, but their defense wasn't very good. They allowed 61 points to App State in Week 2. So, but their defense is playing a little bit better now. Um, it looked like their defensive woes might have improved, only allowing 17 to South Carolina. But last week, they allowed App State 494 total yards, 34 points. Well, that's not horrendous. It's not great. So they're definitely a defense that's able to uh, – that the Gophers are going to be able to break. I don't know if they will, but it's possible. And App State showed that last week. South Carolina didn't really have much success in week one, so – North Carolina's defense kind of came back to earth this week. Um, but much like the Gophers, uh, I think there are many questions about this North Carolina's team's season-long potential that has haven't been answered yet. Their wide receiver room. How good is their defense? Is it just Drake May and a bunch of random people on this team? So I think a lot of those will be answered on both sides. That's why I think there are a lot of different there's a lot of variance and a lot of different possibilities that could happen in this game for the Gophers and North Carolina. That's what makes it such an interesting game because both teams still have a lot of moving parts. The Gophers have a new offensive coordinator. North Carolina has a new offensive coordinator. They're still shaking a little bit of the rust out. And as we saw week one in the NFL, it takes a little for some players to get going. Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts didn't really look like themselves. Drake may look like himself in week one, and he had a good game in week two, but he hasn't looked like uh, like the guy who's going to win the Heisman. He looks like a guy who could, but he, he's not up there. He, he's might not even be in the top five most impressive quarterbacks this year, kind of which tells you how impressive the sport's really been. You got guys like Caleb Williams, Sam Hartman, Shadur Sanders, Mike, Michael Penix, Bo Nix. Maybe Drake may's right behind there, but there's a – you know what I'm saying? There's been a lot of a lot of good quarterbacks. So, how do the Gophers match up with North Carolina? A reason why I am so optimistic in this game is because the Gophers secondary has looked tremendous through two weeks. With that being said, they played two horrendous passing attacks. 
Jeff Sims, we know, can't hold on to the football, and it's not very good at throwing the football. So I would hope that the Gophers secondary could look good against Nebraska. And Eastern Michigan quarterback Austin Smith was kind of a little lower version of that. He was a, he was a Mac version Jeff Sims. He wasn't obviously throwing as many interceptions as Jeff Sims did, but he was clearly a run-first quarterback that is more dangerous with his legs than he is with his arm. So, Drake May, although he is very dangerous with his legs and a very impressive runner, one of the best passers in the sport. So, this is easily the Gophers' biggest test of the year, probably, when it comes to passing offense. Uh, maybe Michigan, Michigan will be interesting, and Ohio State will be interesting. So, scratch that. This will be the toughest quarterback they faced this year, and it'll be the toughest quarterback they faced since 2021, week one, when they welcomed C.J. Stroud in his first collegiate start to then um, TCF Bank Stadium. But it, all I'm saying is the Gophers secondary is very good. Trey Jones has shown he was a great find in the transfer portal. The Gophers have two really solid cornerbacks. Justin Wally and Trey Jones can match up against just about any receiving core in the country, maybe outside of Ohio State and Florida State, maybe Washington. You get you get my point there. So you got Tyler Newbin at safety, and uh, you got Darius Green in there, Jack Henderson, guys that have been playing really well. So that, that's a secondary that's going to be able to match up with a group of North Carolina pass catchers that I don't think is that outstanding. I'd give the Gophers the advantage there. So... That raises the question, is the Gophers' defense going to be able to slow down North Carolina enough in this game? Um, Back in that week one of 2021, when Ohio State came to town, C.J. Stroud played pretty well in that game. He had 13 of 22 passes for 294 and four touchdowns. And Ohio State had 45 points in that game, which is the most that the Gophers have allowed since... 2020 tied for the most. I believe they allowed 45 against Penn State as well. So why I bring that up, it's obviously a interesting thing in this game because Drake May is surefire first round pick. He's the type of guy that doesn't need the best uh, receiving core in the country to pick apart your defense. And I think he's showing that right now. That's why I, he's, I think he's just such a good quarterback. What? How much do the, will the Gophers have to slow him down? That's the question in this game because the defense is going to be there. I believe the defense will keep him in this game because they're going to be able to slow him down enough. But again, the question is how much is enough? Like the a uh, major part in this game will obviously be North Carolina's running running game. Omari Hampton ran for two thirty four last week against App State, like I said. Like any good passing offense, if the running game is there, that just opens so much more in the passing game. So the Gophers' run defense has been the weak, weaker part of their defense so far. Jeff Sims was able to run on them. The Nebraska running backs had a little su success. Eastern Michigan had a little success. So, slowing down Amari and Hampton will be key, I think, in this game because... I think North Carolina realizes how good of a runner he is. So they're going to lean on that. And they realize that their pass catchers aren't elite. And I think they've shown that the Gophers are able to be run on against. So 
getting Cody Lindenberg likely back in this game. That's not for sure yet, but he likely will be back in this game. So that is a massive boost to that linebacking room. Position that hasn't struggled, but it hasn't been the strength of this defense. So that's an important key in this game is slowing down Hampton. And you don't really want to say you want to make Drake May throw the football on you, but you want to make North Carolina one-dimensional. If that's just throwing the football or just running the football, I think that's how you slow down an offense like them because then that makes them predictable and that makes them easier to stop. With all that being said, I think the Gophers' defense will be able to keep them in this game. But I think it comes down to, will the offense be able to score enough? Because, I mean, let's let's look here. North Carolina last season... They scored 17 was their f- – so outside of the ACC championship game, they, they were really bad in that game. So we'll take that out. They lost 10-39 to 39 to Clemson. They had a 17-21 to 21 loss to Georgia Tech. And then other than that, 27 points was the fewest they scored last year three different times. They had 56, 63, 35, 32, 41, 27, 38, 42, 31, 36 – 1727. So the Gophers, on the other hand, we know have not been scoring that many points so far this year. And it just, I, I don't know how many points they're going to need to win this game. I don't know if 25 points is going to win this game, is essentially what I'm saying. That's what they scored last week against Eastern Michigan. North Carolina has a better defense than Eastern Michigan. They scored 13 points against Nebraska. Nebraska's defense is good. I don't think North Carolina's is better, but I think the Gophers are going to have to get in the 30s to win this game. At least, I don't know. It It's just such an interesting game for that reason because there's two very different teams. It's an offensive-heavy team versus a Big Ten West classic team that's going to want to run the football. So, I mean, if they're going to beat them in the 20s, the margin for error is so small. There, You can't have any turnovers in that scenario if – you're holding North Carolina in the 20s. You get what I'm saying? That it's just, they're going to need to limit mistakes in this game. But I, I just don't know if I've seen enough for their offense to win this game. I'm still optimistic, and I still think there is, if you play this game 100 times, I think North Carolina wins 65 of them. I would give the Gophers a 35% chance of winning this game. For the main reason is I think their offense still might be a few weeks away from clicking. I mean, I hope I'm wrong, and I hope that this is the week that they find it and it all clicks. They showed in week one that they can be a passing team. They showed in week two they can be a running team. If this is the week they showed they can do both at the same time, they win this game, plain and simple. But... There's been no evidence that that is going to happen. Therefore, I just think that North Carolina's, I think it's going to be a close game. And then it just, North Carolina scores a touchdown at the end and Minnesota's going to have a chance to get back in it. But I just, I don't know if I trust this offense enough yet. They have the capability. Like I said, there's no reason they can't win this game. It's a very winnable game. North Carolina's a very beatable team. But it's just the offense. Darius Taylor has looked so good. Daniel Jackson has looked so good. It's just 
Ethan hasn't shown that consistency yet, which I do think he will by the end of the year. Why I still think this team has a great chance of competing in the Big Ten West, especially when we see Wisconsin and Illinois already go down. Although those might be those were two non-conference games. The Gophers could drop another non-conference game here, and that has no impact on the race. But like I said, I just don't know if the Gophers offense has enough. And North Carolina's defense has been improved. It's been a better unit this season. But I don't know if it's like so bad that the Gophers are going to be able to do well in that. It's uh, Gene Chizik. That's their defensive coordinator. A guy that um, also had a connection to Auburn. It's weird the connections on Auburn that this team has. But we all know that North Carolina is going to be ready for this game. They're a very well-coached team. It it just, if you had to pick, if my life was on the line, I think I'd pick North Carolina in this game. For one reason, it is at home. I think the Gophers caught a break this not being a night game. If this was a night game, I would imagine the North Carolina crowd would be a little bit tougher. But um, I, I'm going to this game. I don't know how many people listening to this game are going, but... Um, I, I'm not really too familiar with the North Carolina crowd. I don't know how rowdy their crowd gets. I can't say I've watched that many North Carolina football home games in my lifetime to have a good feeling of, obviously we all know they're a basketball school, but it's just, PJ Flex shown that he can get his team up for these big games. They really haven't been embarrassed in the last two years. That Ohio State game, they were in it for a long portion of that. Um, obviously all the other games, they were in it, the Illinois game last year, the Purdue game. So I, it's like, they're going to be able to be in this game. And I, this team's not designed to ever get embarrassed based on how good their defense is. But I just think North Carolina, Drake May is just going to have one too many big plays for him. I hope I'm wrong, but I think that's how this game plays out. Um, I appreciate all you for listening. As always, I will have a recap show um, next week on Monday. If anyone listening is going to the game and you see me at the game, feel free to say hi. I'll be there with some friends. This is a great opportunity for the Gophers to... Uh, flip their season into high gear and have high expectations or keep the expectations they kind of had preseason. This is a fork in the road type game for them. So it, it'll be interesting. I'll be watching. You'll all be watching. But as always, I appreciate listening. Row the boat, Sky Umont, and go Gophers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.